All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. It's a podcast about being alone with your own thoughts, and as we find interesting, marvelous people throughout the country, and in the spare time, we review One Tree Hill episodes. And uh, yeah, we love One Tree Hill. My first guest, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, my colleague, and she is a counselor. Yep. This is Coco. Hello, everybody. Coco, what is your real name, your full name, for the people that don't know? Well, I was given the name Colette at birth. My mom did want to just name me Coco. My dad said, absolutely not. That's not a real name. So the somehow they came up with Colette. My middle name is Rose after my mom's great aunt or, you know, one of those people. Colette Rose. Colette Rose. What's your last name? Fiella. Fiella. An Italian last name. Are you Italian? My dad is a very proud, proud Brooklyn Italian man. And what is mom? She is an Ashkenazi Jew. Ashkenazi Jewish woman. Yeah. How did they meet? They met in college. Which college? Stony Brook. In New York City? Yeah. Stony Brook in New York? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they dated for like eight years before they got married. It was one of those things my dad kept breaking up with my mom. <laughs> Yeah, and then it was kind of like my mom had to say, you know, all our friends are getting married. Yes. If you want to marry me. That's what she said? It was not necessarily that explicit, but it was kind of like, we're having fun, but I'm getting old now. How old were your parents when they had you? Um, That is a great question. My dad just turned 60, and I'm 25. We got calculators. Yeah. So, Dad, 60 this year. 35. No? No. Yes? Yeah. Okay, Dad's I'm 60. a genius. You're 25. <laughs> yep. He's 35. I'm a genius. Are you the oldest, youngest? Youngest. I have an older brother. He's 29. So they had them at 30? Ish, yeah. 31. Which I guess back then was kind of older. Yeah, that's kind of normal, 30, to have babies at 30s and stuff yeah. like that. I think New York people had babies a whole lot later. Yeah, because you can't afford it. Yeah, I get that. Way later. So what So what was your upbringing like? Two-parent household, two-parent two parent household. Two-parent household, still together. My parents could not be any more different. My dad is a, a Brooklyn Italian man. Like went what? To, went to Catholic school. But not super religious. Diamond, a lot of rings on his pinky finger. Pinky ring finger. Was he protective growing up? He was, but I was always very close to my mom. So in situations where he'd be like, don't shut the door. If I had a boy over, I'd just be like, (laughs) okay, and then shut the door right in his face. And my mom didn't care, so it was fine. And then he would get mad at my mom for letting me, but it would never come back to me. Do you think he is harder on you or harder on your brother? He's he's honestly really not hard on either of us. He's very easygoing. My mom is the anxious one, um, which runs in my family, but on my mom's side. My dad was always kind of chill, but also scary at the same time. Like, like when was the time where you're like, oh, snap, I got to tell my dad? No, never that, but like definitely some alcoholism issues there and his side of the family in general. So there were times... Like I would, he would be like fucking wasted Oh wow! and I'd come home and he'd be like slurring his speech, but it was like, it was never in an aggressive way. It was like, he's out with friends and he's, it's very interesting. My dad is still best friends with all 
of his elementary school friends. Really? And they worked together in the same office. Since elementary school? Yep. They all went to, like, college together. I mean, he's acquired new friends along the way, but he is still, like, it's his crew. Still. To this day. So those are, like, your uncles that you remember Yeah, call them all and an uncle. And there, so have you ever like randomly been in New York City and bumped into one of them? Yes, except this person was somebody who actually is related to me. I just don't know how. But I was walking down the street after dinner with a friend. See my, he's probably like a second cousin, maybe removed. I don't know how that works. And was like Coco, and it took me a few minutes. And I was like, Oh, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> he lives in he lives in Brooklyn and lives near here, um, or where I was. But he, yeah, I I run into people. But they all like kind of settled in other places. Most of them are in New Jersey now, which is where my parents live. So you guys, so you grew up in Brook. You grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. Dad grew up in Brooklyn. Mom grew up in Manhattan, um, in the house I currently live in, or the apartment I currently live in. So you're always in the tri-state area. Yes, except for college. So you were a city. Before we go to college, we go back. We go. You go deep. We go back deep there. Cuts, yeah. We go there, and then we go. So what was elementary school like for you? Elementary school. What were your favorite memories of like elementary mm. school? Well, I was a very anxious kid. So third grade was when my teacher was like to my mom, Coco needs therapy. What, really? Yes. And that's third grade is when I decided I wanted to be a school social worker because I started seeing the school social worker at my school. About what? Like in third grade, what were you anxious about? This is like Literally everything. I was a mess. Definitely was suggested that I be on medication. My mom wasn't here for that at that early age. Your brain isn't fully developed. I get it. But I was struggling all through middle school, elementary school, high school. I chilled out a little bit, but was taking or starting to take medication. Do you remember vivid friends in elementary school? Like, Oh, yeah. So I'm still close with them. But even though they s- so did the teacher think you were just like very anxious or your friends thought that? Only only my teacher. But and all your friends are like, oh, Coco's cool. We love. Even to this day, that's something that they always are like, I will be having a full-blown panic attack and they'll have no idea because I keep it all inside. So I'll like take a few Xanax and be chill, but they have no idea that I even need to. Dang. Yeah. So elementary school was nice? Do you it was good, yeah. I mean, my town was a really small, homogeneous, white, middle upper class um con- most people come from families who are conservative in their beliefs which mine my dad aligns with that my mom the opposite so wow so my dad's conservative mom is liberal yes how are those conversations we don't talk about it so it's, yeah, it's, it's more like a respect thing it's like well we're not gonna it's not no i get mad at my dad sometimes like he'll say he'll make a comment i'll be like you're a fucking idiot and have to walk away but my mom and dad keep it pretty separate. Like, they don't really bring it up because my mom would get frustrated with my dad. My dad would get frustrated with my mom, but they don't they don't let it affect them. The opposite to track. It, that is That must be the case for them. Because she could probably see some things about being oh. conservative, and he can probably see, like, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he, you know, he's a, he's a really smart guy, which I, I always think about him as not being the smartest guy, but he really is. He... He just is not so n- I just don't understand where his beliefs come from because it's not like we're super wealthy and he like feels the need to like protect his money like it's not that at all. So I just question a lot of his decisions. Mm. Um, and but then he'll make comments about it like, oh, it's I don't like that. I don't like that person just because of this. Like he'll he'll try to defend himself, but he'll kind of talk in circles and then it ends up leading to no solution. So we 
we just don't talk politics around him. But like growing up in elementary school, was there times where he's like, we don't, we're not going over that side of town, are you? No, 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 no. I, so I think something that was great about my childhood was that I became close with people in the town over from me, which was a very mixed, diverse area in terms of socioeconomic status, uh, religion, ethnicity, because my brother played football for the neighboring town and I cheerleaded with them. Oh, so you I was the only white girl on the team and they took me in and we became really close friends, which I think was nice considering a lot of other people from my town High school was the first time they've had friendships or even interactions with black people. Really? Yeah. What part of New Jersey is this? By the beach. Central Jersey. Li- but the town next to us is a, you could walk there. Like, it's a two-minute drive. And nobody And still, that was not happening. Wow. Yeah. So, I think, while it was great growing up, I lived five minutes from the beach. I would go to the beach every single day in the summer. Great schools. It it was definitely sheltered, and I think that affected a lot of people around me. I think I was exposed. I came to the city every weekend to see my grandparents. So How old were you when you start coming to the city? Like, do you start coming to the baby. city? By yourself? When did no, you start oh, coming no, by, by yourself? Um, I'd say late middle school, I occasionally took the train with friends, and we'd go right to my grandma's. Oh, wow. Um, but then high school, yes, and then you know, throughout, but my mom would come every weekend anyway to visit my grandparents so and still does now. So middle school, you're a teenager. Yeah. What get is, in there. Mm-hmm. so what is, so what was your middle school like? So elementary school, it was, was the same as elementary school. Same so pretty kids. much everyone in your town goes to the same elementary school. Same yeah. There's only school, one. My town school. was one square mile. What? Wow. Yeah. And so when it came to elementary middle school, it's literally just the kids. The town is called little silver. Beautiful town near the beach, but one square mile. However, the other towns around it are also that small. So when it comes time to high school, our high school is a regional high school. So the three main towns around there go there. And then our school happened to have like some vocational programs and like right. performing arts. So we had kids coming from all over. But you so you saw all the same kids. And then there was a bunch more kids added. And that's where the diversity came was high school. So that's where you met. Everyone else. Yeah. Where are those friends at now? So I'm still close, close friends with four of my friends from elementary school. And those were my best friends growing up. Those are the three elementary. No. Those friends came. So like I mentioned, I grew up by the beach. We belong to a beach club. (laughs) What's a beach club? Oh, it is the whitest thing you could possibly imagine. It's literally you eat, you have a cabana. Oh, I like those cabanas. On the beach. It's nice. Ours had a freaking... It had its own bathroom, a closet, uh, you know, couch, fridge, everything you need, TV in this little wooden thing. It was on like cement next to the pool. And there's a giant, giant, you know, Olympic size, 50 meter pool, diving boards, really fun. And then it's on the beach. The other side right over that's the beach. So you can either swim in the pool or go to, or the, go beach. to the ocean. Yeah. So and the friends that you met, Maggie and Jenny, are friends that I met at the beach club because they were in the cabana next to me. So I grew up going every single day. I was going when I was my mom was pregnant with me, um, and we would go every single day over summer. And they were in the cabana right next door. We met, became friends. I think when we, me and Maggie were about four, 
You've been all those girls since four years old. Yep. I don't remember. I don't remember this, but Maggie recounts our story of us meeting mm. is that I was playing in the pool by myself with one <laughs> of those little, when I was four, with one of those little torpedoes that are like those rubber things that you throw and right. it glides under the water. And she asked to play with me. And I said, yes. And that's how we became friends. And then Jenny is her younger sister, about yes. like a year and a half younger. So then obviously she joined right in. So what about your friends that are not from your neighborhood? Have they, did you ever take them to your house? What was that like? I never really had played it to my house. My house was the smallest. I have a lot of friends who had these like big houses. One of my best friends, Denise, has this giant pool, beautiful house. We never hung out at my house. And I think that's something my mom used to often mention about wanting, wishing we had more money was a big thing was that she wanted to have a house that I could bring my friends over, which I could have, right. but I don't think she felt like comfortable. She would, oh no, they would, they would come over and it was fine. And she was not uncomfortable by it, but it was just like not impressive. And she wanted to be like, she wanted to have all the space and like make it look really nice. But I would have friends over. We did a thing in, I guess I was in kindergarten. I was only friends with boys and my mom made these spaghetti eating contests and we would, she would literally put a bowl of spaghetti in front of us and we'd have to eat it with our hands behind our backs and just like shove our faces into these bowls and then she'd give us Pokemon cards as prizes. So, so we had people over. You had fun. Oh, we had fun. Did you ever go to their house? Like your friends from the other neighborhood? What was that like when you're going to meet their family and meeting those different cultures? And They would never invite me over. Really? Yeah. It was more, I knew all their families because they would all come to the games and all their siblings and cousins and that was all fine. And my mom helped when we had the football game. She would work in like the concession stand. My mom was very much involved in my childhood, as you could tell, even now very much involved. Um, and so I'd meet them. Everything was fine. But I think they were more so uncomfortable. Like, I'm not, I'm not having, the, we don't, where we so don't the have the parents were this. more uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, don't, I think the kids were a little bit. It was more so like my mom would after practice would take us all to get food or and then we drive them home but i would never go inside their homes right um i think it's yeah. weird for me because i grew up my pops is from the south mm -hmm. but we grew up in like different countries so yeah we always just run into people's houses so you all of my friends were just sitting there just like hey what well, this is uh this is steve where is he from like, we don't know we just met him but he's over here playing the playstation they just be inside people's houses and stuff like that so when I got back here, uh, when people would tell me different stories, like, I didn't meet a white person until I was, like, 18. I was like, really? They're, like, right up the road. They're right up the road. That's how like, I felt, too. It was I'm shocking like, I never to met me. a black, yeah, I think I was in college. She's like, I've never had a conversation with a black dude. I was like, you're from North Carolina. How's that happen? She's it, like, it, I haven't. It sounds impossible. Like, truly, Red Bank, the next town over from me, is the, the short, you could literally walk there from our town. And there were still plenty of people growing up who hadn't, I would I would say they've obviously seen black people or people of color in general, but never had interactions, friendships, conversations with them until high school. Yeah, my friend, his name is Alex Babbitt. He told me he's originally from Brooklyn, mm -hmm. and I asked him, I was like, when was the first time? He said the first time he had a white friend that wasn't his teacher mm. was when he was like 20 years old. He said he would see them all the time, but they were just always either his teacher or anything else. But he just said, until like he got like a man is when he started seeing mm -hmm. like different people from different cultures. I was like, well, this is New York City. I thought everything was like a melting pot. But it's really, people make fun of the South by saying like we're all like racist and stuff like that. <laughs> but like in the South, everyone lives with each other. Yeah, they're family. So of course, if you have a problem with someone, they're going to say something. Yeah. You literally see them all the time. They're in the neighborhood. I think but in, in New general, York, it's so split up to be like, hey, black people over here, Jewish so, people yeah. over here. And I think that's how it was in my town. It wasn't within the same little city but each town was pretty segregated or if red bank for example the side touching little silver 
was all white people and the side opposite from that was where all the people of color lived did you feel strange being around like people of color did you no no not being strange like did you ever just notice that you were different like when you would go hang out yeah i guess i i'd cheerleading i'd be i was truly for most years the only white person on the team and it was i think i was also i was young so i didn't tall too yeah tall and lanky you're the the tallest girl (laughs) yeah probably one of the tallest girls definitely like the lankiest one really awkward looking um but at least you had your brother there with you. It's not like you were like... Yeah, but we weren't like interacting because he was all on the field and I was with the girls. But my mom was there too because she would help like coach, a.k.a. she would take us out for food after. Right. Um, make sure oranges. everyone got home safely. Yep. Um, I don't think... I think I was also so young. Like I probably did it when I was like five. Mm-hmm. So I never... When you're young, you're obviously aware of these things, but you're not internalizing them or making it feel weird. Just like I feel like at work, the kids are in a very diverse community and it's not like... It doesn't seem segregated, at least with right. the little ones yet. Do you do you ever date outside your race? When did you start dating? When's the I first time? Necessarily. When's the first time you started dating? dating? When is um, the first time you actually had a boyfriend? What age were you? When my you first boyfriend was not until technically my freshman year of college. Really? Yep. You didn't date in high school. Nothing, or you never just dated. What did you do in high school? You were just. I was having boys over and my dad telling me not to shut the door in his face and me doing it anyway. Really? But, yeah. But not not. Did you go have a prom date? Who'd you go to prom with? Prom? Interesting. I went with this guy, Nick. We were just friends. He, how our prom works is we all grossly rent houses in Seaside, which is, you know, Jersey Shore, Snooky, Jersey Shore. Oh, the Jersey Shore. I love that show. Yeah, great show. Um, so we have houses there. We had so many people in our like friend group that we had two houses next door. And I went with a guy in our group. And that's kind of how it all worked. If no one really had boyfriends and girlfriends in my group. So it was just kind of like we all just found somebody. I'm tall. He was tall. Nice guy, Nick. Now I believe was in the military. I, don't, I haven't spoken to Did him since high school. Did you go to junior school. prom or senior prom? We only had a senior prom. But I did go to another prom as well, which was at the Catholic school, the all boys school with a kid who I actually grew up going to school with elementary school, middle school. But we weren't we didn't keep touch when he went to high school there. But my friend was dating a guy in his friend group and I ended up going to prom with him. He was allergic to chicken. Fun fact. Allergic to chicken. Yeah. I don't know if that was fake or not. It's probably fake news. Yeah. So you didn't date in high school. So dated, college. Yeah. Freshman year. So Who's this dude? What's his name? He and I went to high school together. What? So we he went all the way out to California? <laughs> we were hooking up in high school, senior oh year. Oh, yeah, I heard this story. Yes. Yeah. So oh, he, yes. he asked me to be his girlfriend beginning of senior year, and I was like, fuck no. I didn't feel like I knew him. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. You don't curse. I don't. No, okay. I don't. But okay. the people that came, like, I had Jamar neighbors. He probably said two, 300 curse words within well, I'm, 15 minutes. I'm open to cursing. My mom actually adapted a new... Um, uh, New Year's resolution, which is to curse more, oh and wow. I uh, truly I haven't heard a person use the word pussy so much in a conversation. <laughs> this is my mom. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, so we didn't date in high school, but we became really close friends. He started dating this other girl who was in our friend group. Who she did not like me because me and him would hang out all the time as friends. Never did anything more while they were dating. They broke up. We ended up starting to hook up. Oh, wait. So your friend and you were f- best friends as they were dating. Yes. 
That's always a strange dynamic. Yeah, he and, probably and talked he had to her me, about you. And he had asked me to date before her, but oh. I said no. Oh, that's disrespectful of him. Yeah. Me and Coco are just really good friends. Which which we were. But he had different intentions the whole time. I don't I don't know. He was always waiting for Because that we weren't friends when he asked me out originally. Like he moved to our town sophomore year. I didn't know him then, didn't really know him junior year. Kind of s- a little bit switched friends groups my uh, senior year. Didn't lose my old friend, but just kind of entered another friend group, which was kind of more the party crew. And through them, he was in that crew, became friends with him. But when he asked me to date, like, I really didn't know him. And I was like, no. But we did become really good friends. I feel like that's the best part of dating when you don't know a person. I would never want to date somebody that I know. What do you mean? I always date random. It's always, I think, getting to know you What is do you the consider dating? Because that's a that's different dating, for every like person. Because I once saw a guy for 10 months consecutively exclusively, and I did not call it dating. That was he what it is. He definitely you did, but no. That was you or his girl. No, I said that we were hanging out. No, nah, that's a... Uh, <laughs> no, every... Well, before before I became engaged, it was just like Ooh. when I would meet girls, I was just like, no, nah, I don't want to know any... If I know you, I don't want to date you. No, because I know you already. Right, so Like, I have girls that are, like, real friends, that are my friends. Like right. I made it clearly, obviously, in college, like, no, we can't be friends. Because you wanted more. We can't be friends at all. I would let you, there's no friend zone in me at all, because there mm. is no zone to be a friend. You're just a really good friend. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not a good friend. Because you want so much I remember more. one time in college, You dirty intentions. What did she say? She said, she said, uh, me and you are like brother and sister. I said, no, we're not. I'm willing to sacrifice this whole family right now. Oh, my God. And then my friend just started laughing. But I think, like, the most, I think, because getting to know a person is the best part of dating. I agree. you don't know anything about them. I agree, but I find. If you have some prior background knowledge, it's kind of like, it's kind of like knowing someone's profile a little bit. Well, yeah, now with dating profiles, it's like you feel like you know people before you meet them. Yeah, as soon as you, I, if I, I remember when I first met people, I'll just go to their Facebook and go to the back, their last picture. Oh, that's or their first picture, then start going to the front. I was like, oh, this person was a lame. Oh, yeah. This person is completely different. So he gets to know you. You guys already pretty much know each other. We know each other, and we're close. Know each but other. we're not doing anything romantic. Um, this is 18, 19. You're 19? 17. He, how old is he? 17 to 18. What, is he Jewish? Is he? He's half Jewish, half Puerto Rican. Oh. Yeah, he was shorter than me. How short? He was about two inches shorter than me. Is that an issue with you? You know... Let the people know how tall you are. I'm you five. I'm about five ten. Six foot. I'm not. <laughs> you're six foot because you wear heels all the time. So you. I do six. wear heels on my shoes. Um, I'd say with with my shoes on, if I'm wearing boots, I could be six one. No, I'm five nine and a half technically. So then with shoes, I probably like five, get to like ten. five eleven. You look six foot. Thank you. Six foot. Should have played basketball. Um, yeah. So then. Where start her hooking up once they break up. Okay. Which I, I honestly can't remember where in the school year that is. We hook up all of summer after graduation from high school. I decide I'm going to UCLA for college. He Does he have a car? Do you have a car? We both have cars. So you guys can see each other whenever you want. Yeah, and my parents knew him. Like, he was my friend, like, truly. And then it became, okay, over summer, it was became clear that, like, we were hooking up, but I still was like, no, we're not boyfriend-girlfriend. What did your dad, did your dad have any talks with him? Like, hey, 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 hey. Not that type of talk, but they would talk about, like, sports and stuff. My dad is into that, and this guy was really into that. Um, so did they he had have a problem with him being Spanish? 
No, 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 no. I mean, my dad dated up. My dad is a Brooklyn Jew and is dating, you know, I mean, a, J- a Brooklyn Catholic and was dating a Jew. Like, you know. Yes. Um, very different. But no, he doesn't. C- he doesn't care about that. Um, I think just in general, they didn't love him. What's his? Di- why didn't they love him? Like, what about him? Didn't they love? He what were the red flags that he had? I don't know if they necessarily had red flags. I think it was more what I told them after, or I, I honestly never talked to my dad about it, but my mom, he, he just kind of, he was the type of person who like almost made me feel like a burden all the time for like wanting to spend time with him. Like when I like somebody, I, wa- I dedicate myself to that person. I have my own life. I want to see that. I see my friends, but I want to also see them. Obviously we're dating. Give me an example of when he, like he made you feel like a burden. It was literally nonstop. It was it was a pretty towards the end. It was not great relationship for either of us. Um, Would you say that you're clingy a little bit? I'd say I I only became clingy in towards the end because he was an investment banker, would work from eight a.m. until three a.m. every night. Um, I would see him Friday nights sometimes but he'd get home really late. I had a busy day at work. I'd be tired. And then Saturdays we'd hang out, but then Sundays he had work. So he worked Sundays was a normal work day for him. So the only days I could see him was Saturday. But this is the end, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning. What was the beginning? like? Okay, so so the beginning, I skipped a bunch. Beginning, he happens to go to USC. So not my same college. Reggie Bushtown. Yes. Um, We date... He he actually gets to school. UCLA is on quarter system, so our schedule is a little different. So I don't have to b- start school until like mid end of September, whereas most colleges start August. August. So he gets to school, is there for maybe like two days, texts me or calls me. I can't remember and was like, "Hey, do you want to be my girlfriend?" My prediction is that he gets there, realizes like he's not about to have all these hot fucking USC girls try to hook up with him and wants to like lock it down before I get to school and find someone new. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But me being foolish and wanting a little comfort and something, me moving across the country was like, yeah, I knew it would have been weird to like stop seeing him. We were still really close and it would be nice to have somebody who felt like home across the country. Right. Um, so we start dating, but we don't go to the same school. So there's challenges in that. I would have to take like the bus to this train and the public transportation in LA is horrible. But did you feel like you had a good freshman year or do you think your freshman year, looking back on it, looking did back, you in, did you maximize the most of living? Not at all. My, I think in my college in general, because we dated all of freshman, sophomore, junior, and some of senior year. Oh, wow. So I look back and while I think I grew a lot as a person, I, s- I had made amazing friends had a lot, a lot of fun in college. I think I could have had more because there was always some, like, a little bit of anxiety and stress thinking about, like, okay, well, I know this day I'm going to see him, and then what's the next plan? I had roommates, and he had roommates, and his some of his roommates were not nice to me, and then... What was it like, though, as, like, being, like, a freshman and telling all your freshman friends, like, oh, my boy... Because yeah, I remember being in college, and there's a yeah. be like, oh, my girlfriend. I'm like, where's your girlfriend? Well, she's back home in yeah. Texas. Like, I think all right, mine so felt a little bit less weird because he was 20 minutes away. Okay. So it wasn't bad. I also went to college there. My cousin was also in my grade there as well. So that was a little bit of a driving force behind me being like, okay, moving across the country. I have a lot of family in LA and right near there. So my cousin Dylan was my grade starting freshman year with me. She was on the tennis team. They had an amazing tennis team. And so I became friends with a lot of the athletes. So I didn't feel the pressure to like join a sorority or any of that stuff because I was friends with all the athletes. 
how did your boyfriend take that? You know, and all these athletes. I know he didn't like that, right? I, I honestly think he thought it was cool because he was a big tennis fan. So, like, what? we would go to... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was into was tennis? Random. Well, he was... Uh, factually, he was into all the sports and watching sports, but he used to play tennis. Okay. Um, So, he, like, knew of a lot of the kids on the UCLA team because they're one of the best teams. Right. So, like, I would hang out with them. He would come sometimes. We'd go to ma- watch my cousin play matches. Um... He also was in a frat at USC. What fraternity did he join? Um, not a good one. Or not a great one. I don't know. You don't even remember Something that. with a pie. Pie something. Pie sci-fi? No. That doesn't sound familiar. Omega sci-fi? No, it started with pie. 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 Pie alpha. Pie cap. Pie kappa. Pie cap. Pie cap. I think sounds about right. I don't know. I don't think it was a good one or anything special. I th- And I don't even, I think he only maybe did it freshman and sophomore year. They're f- really, really expensive. Um, so your freshman year, you're dating. So I Who the first people you meet at, US, at UCLA? Well, besides, besides my cousin and her friends right. on the tennis team, um, I actually switched roommates after like a month at school. Why? What was So wrong? I got automatically placed in a triple, which is a one bedroom with three, a bunk bed and like a lofted bed. Dang, what? Which is a lot. I moved across the country. I had a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I have a lot of clothes and shoes in general, and it just was not going to work for me. Um, so I happened to find this girl who was in a double in the same big dorm, um, dorm who wanted to switch because living in a uh, triple is cheaper. So it kind of just worked out perfectly. They end up becoming very close friends. Not that I wasn't with these people. They were very nice. I just kind of told them I needed space. more space. Um, and the girl who I moved in, her name was Jessica. She was this adorable little Korean girl from nearby. So she would go home every weekend. Oh, so you had the whole place. And having a boyfriend who didn't go to school there, he could easily come over and not intrude on her. It was really nice. Um, you guys pretty much lived together. No, because we'd only see each other like once or twice a week. So he would come on like a weekend. I also made my class schedule pretty easy. Like I would never have classes on Fridays, sometimes not Mondays either. So I'd have a long weekend every weekend, which was nice. Um, But it, it was fine. Like I feel like freshman year was a really good year. I met really good people. I became friends with the people who lived in the room across the hall. Caitlin, her roommate was Alyssa. Kaylin, I've lost touch with a bit. Her um, very nice girl. I think she she grew up from a very sheltered area, and her beliefs are just very different than mine. Mm-hmm. It's not like cute anymore to be ignorant, you know. Um, Would okay. So freshman year was good. Yeah. When did what's your ex boyfriend's name again? Joel. 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 J O E L. Joel Diamond. Jo J O E L. Yeah. It's not Joel. No, Joel. Joel. He's, he's Jew. Imagine if I married him, my name would have been Coco Rose Diamond. That's not his kind name. Of a di- yeah, Diamond. kind of know. a missed opportunity. I could have been a major porn star with that name. <laughs> my Maggie and Jenny think about it every single day and Rose say Diamond. I need to find another person whose last name is Diamond. So if Diamond. you're out there and listening, hit me up. If you're any diamonds out <laughs> there, uh, Coco, we're going to put her Instagram underneath this. Yep. She's private, so you can't follow her. Most of all my comic friends, I'm like, just follow her right there. She's tall. She's Jewish. Ha- like Half Jewish. I was there like, oh, because my friend's Jewish. All of my mm. f- comics are Jewish. I'm like, oh, I know some Jewish people. Yeah. Yeah, me and Carly. <laughs> they always want the, yeah, they want to keep it in. Okay, so you guys, okay, freshman year is good. 
When is the first time you guys tell each other you love each other? Was oh. that in high school or was that in college? It probably was in high I think because we became friends first, like, I was also, my senior year of high school, I feel like I was insane and just, like, I had boys, like, texting me all the time wanting sex and naked pictures and but I wouldn't do it. But it's different. When did you graduate high school? What year was it? 2012. So you guys had, the iPhone was there. Yeah. You had it was an easy. iPhone. And you Snapchat. Had the first yeah. Yeah. It's it's easy to. I was do in those college things. when that happened, so we're just so like, take a picture old. of the test, and I was like, what? That razor? Uh. I can't see anything. <laughs> oh, I wish I still had a razor. No, actually, I used to have. When a When's the first time you had your first cell phone? Um, fifth grade, and I begged my mom, and so my brother was in eighth grade at the time, and we both got them, and he was mad that I got one when I was in fifth grade, and he had to wait until eighth grade. But are you considered a millennial? Yes, technically. I think it ends Our like genetic. 96. And I was born, born in 94. Oh, yeah, my sister was born in 94. 92? 90, no, she was born in 96. Young. I didn't know you had a young, young sister. One's born in 92, one's born in 96. Would we be friends? You and her? Yeah. She's in a sorority. Yeah, maybe. She's popular. I joined a sorority. She's popular on Instagram, too. Really? Yeah, she has. Um, she must be hot. She does. She takes pictures. She does. Oh. She's a foodie. Eat with keeks. Oh, I'll follow so her. people, yeah, follow her. Cool. Um,. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, kind of tall. Yeah, she's in a sorority. <laughs> she's in a, yeah, she's in an Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. Oh yeah, yeah. She's more than that, but she's like mad chill. She's more like me. Okay. Chill, funny. Am I chill? Driven. You got in chill. Was I not chill? Well, when I was an intern here, when I think we y'all freaked met. out. We had a dinner one time before. We're kind of jumping around. Yeah, this is but really I, we're, unorganized. We were doing it, but sometimes when you know each other, you cut to like. Yeah, it's hard. What you're doing. So we worked together. You were intern, mm-hmm. and as you were intern, you go. You just left after your internship. Yeah. Then I saw you downstairs one time. I was you like, came oh, to visit, I think. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's like, I'm about to get a job here. I was like, cool. Oh yeah. And he's like, we should get dinner. Uh huh. And then we got lunch. Me, my lady, you, and Samantha. Uh huh. And then it was just like so much. Of my, I was like, I was like, I didn't know they talked so much. Golly, there's <laughs> <laughs> this guy was doing everything, and then Samantha's <laughs> like that. She's like, I was, I was like, no, nah, they're not like Valley girls. <laughs> We're just like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? What's Were going on? Were we doing that? Yeah, and she was We're just t- catching up. Yeah, but that's she does. She's quiet, so she's yeah, like, how she long? About, when's the last time y'all saw each other? I was like, I don't freaking know. Maybe yeah. like seven months. Because we also didn't talk that much when I was an intern here. I felt like we talked. Most of my conversations with everyone at work is always brief. It's always it's al- just, it has to be because you gotta keep it. Not even brief. It's just like I'll leave them with like thoughts. Like, what does he do? It's like it don't matter. Yeah. You do and sometimes that. it's you like leave weird. people thinking for sometimes sure. Sometimes it's weird when it's just like when someone's when someone wants information about you and you don't give it to them, you feel weird. I understand yeah. everyone. We live in a age where you can find information, so you got to keep everything private. You know, I don't feel like you got to keep anything private. It's just like the fact, like, what are you looking for me for? I'm right here. Yeah. Like I people are afraid to ask things too and start those conversations. She was like, we already know. I was like, oh, here we go. You wait to a holiday party, then people start drinking. I was like, oh, there it is. Our holiday parties. There it My is. My God. They get crazy. Okay. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to catch up to real life. So sophomore year. Sophomore year, good. When do you guys break up? When is the point where you're just like, we F this? We broke up. February of my senior year of college. Was your heart broken? Temporarily. What was it like when your heart was broken? Like, what take us through? Like, my mom flew out the next day. That's how bad it was. Yeah, 
Do you remember calling her? Well, we Did dated for four years. Before it's a long that. time. That's a long time. Recognized and like three we babies. Seventeen, like when we started dating. You know, it was a, a lot of my young seen adult One Tree life. Hill, yeah, yeah. Like Luke. Yeah, I've actually never seen One Tree Hill. I guess I'll have to start <laughs> watching with you. Um, but I was sad because you said it. Who? How did he the said it? He what broke up say? with me. Take us through that. Take so us through that night. Was it? It was always it weird. Was before daytime. It? I remember I was at the gym. I was at Equinox. LA Westwood. I'm about to have a session with my trainer. Okay. These sessions are a fortune. I was babysitting and I was using all my babysitting money to pay for them. <laughs> and because I was on antidepressants and I thought it made me gain weight. So that's why I started working. But why out. were you? On, let's was why were you depressed? Anyway, in college, you're depressed. Always. Yeah. Um, and before we go there, <laughs> do you think oh as his boyfriend, as you have you ever talk, like conversations about him being depressed? Did he ever feel like it was his fault? No. He wouldn't have thought any of it was his fault. But why not? But it also wasn't his fault. But you're depressed around him, right? No, I was just depressed. More more anxious than depressed. Like my diagnosis as a as a clinician, my diagnosis would have not been major depressive disorder. It would have been generalized anxiety disorder with depressive symptoms. Wow. Yeah. So the anxiety was the main thing that was going on with me. But I was having depressive symptoms. I would sleep in bed like all day some days. But also because the medication I was taking did that to me, including gain weight, which is why I started going to the gym. Yeah, I think those those pills do make you gain weight. Yeah, they definitely they can. Kanye gain weight. They certainly did. Sure did. He had the chubby Still looks face. good, though. Yeah, shout out to Ye. Yeah, shout out. Um, so I'm at the gym, about to meet with my trainer. It's like $150 for 45 minutes with this Every lady. time you meet with him? Yes. That's crazy. Um, and I like, he called me. I honestly, I can't remember if he called, texted while I'm there. You remember. I, re- I really don't. I've kind of, we've been through much more after that, I feel like. So it kind of. He breaks up with you through text message? No, n- not this time. You'll okay. see. So this time he, ca- I can't remember if it was a call or a text and saying like, hey, can I come over to talk kind of. And I knew that w- it was coming. Um, I was also very unhappy, but just, I'm not the type of person to give up, which I kind of, if he had concerns, it could have been a conversation. I think we could have worked on it, Mm -hmm. but like that wasn't where he was at. And I'm glad he wasn't because I'm definitely glad we broke up. Um, but I get there, I tell her like, I'm sorry, I have to go. We, you know, reschedule the session and don't lose all of my money. Thank God. I'm like probably hysterically crying. She sees it. I go home talk to him he comes over and the conversation i don't remember exactly how i probably like blacked it out of my memory but like a double breakup he breaks with you through the phone then he breaks it with you in person yeah and then even more to come um yes and he comes over we're in my room it's basically the same thoughts i'm having which is that you know we spent all of college dating like college is almost over we should probably try doing it alone um rather than cheating on each other or like doing things that we regret, we should probably break up, which all like very valid feelings of him. I felt the same, but just would have never initiated the conversation. Even now I could never initiate a breakup, even if I'm miserable. Wow. I can't do confrontation ever, ever. I really can't, even with my close friends, like I really cannot do it. It's, it's really bad. But your job, you pretty much are in confrontation. My job is interesting because it allows me to completely focus on other people's feelings and completely disregard my own, which is why I'm a mess. But 
when's the last time so you so your ex breaks up with you why does your mom come what do you tell your mom on the phone who knows knowing me i probably was like i'm gonna fucking kill myself oh my God. which i'd text her probably weekly don't mean usually seriously don't have a plan um but she comes tells my family what's going on so i don't have to be the one because we obviously eat dinner with my like aunt and uncle and like, that great. diamond boy broke up with coco we yeah she go. now she always is like that fucking asshole oh my about god him. even though like he was fine um and didn't really do anything wrong at all like we were both not good for each other and we needed that break we did eventually get back together so you get back wait but so so it's always weird when you break up with a person because now your family knows. Yeah. Now your family and doesn't hate, like And him. my friends hate him. My friends mailed me, my like friends from elementary school mailed me some, I think it was some chocolate, some flowers. The note, you know, said like, F him, F he doesn't him, deserve he's you. Uh, yeah. He's a platypus. You know, it was yeah. definitely funny. My friends are really, really funny. I'm lucky. That's the type of person. I can't have friends who are not funny. So, yeah. It's so what is, how does he feel? How does he feel being an outcast? How do you feel like... I don't think he cares. I think he wanted to live senior year as a playboy. As a boy, yeah, but like he's not hot. Like I don't, I doubt. It. Who knows? Maybe he ha- was having a lot of success. Was I he can't hot imagine. in high school? No. I don't. I, I have to. Do admit, you have a type? What is your type? I don't have a type. I'm kind of all over the place looking at who I've been with, but I don't date really. Maybe I technically go on dates, but oftentimes a date to me looks go like on a lot I, of dates. Yeah, I, I tell you I'm hanging out with the guys, but I wouldn't call them dates. It's like I go over to the guy's apartment. You guys are just just talking. We're hanging. Hanging. Yeah. So you cr- so when is it? So you get back together. I'm so yeah, we get back together once we both moved to New York. Oh, so you guys just break up for that year in California. We're all yeah, so from February of my senior year all the way through till like July, that following July. Single. Single. So you meet these athletes at UCLA, Lonzo Ball. He wasn't there yet. I'm older. Oh, you are. Yeah, I did hang out with Maurice Jones Drew. Maurice Jones Drew went to UCLA. He randomly like broke his foot or something, and then came to do a few semesters, and then was on one of those scooters that he would like <laughs> be on, and would ask me for like help to do his laundry at the dorm. I think he was randomly living in. Yeah, um, and every time I'd see him, he would walk by and do like the the shocker, oh. similar and like stick his tongue sexually out at me maurice jones drew yeah i was like a foot taller than jacksonville jaguars yep he would eat eat dinner with him at the dining hall so when so you're free so you're free free. i don't i don't hook up with anyone at at all why i think i'm nervous i lost my virginity to this guy oh so this guy's your everything yeah i i'm not someone who like cares about that but like i just i probably was just nervous too and i by then i feel like everyone kind of had their friend group and my friends I have really close friends from college and we we just like would hang out like I was having a great time with them, but I wasn't looking for a new boyfriend or anything. So you're just free. You don't have to worry about him. Your college and senior college. You have fun. Have fun. Smoke a lot of weed. Go to the beach. Do you feel like your college years could have been that the whole time? Yes. And I and that's why that's when you had that revelation. Like, dang, he was wasting my time. Yeah. Or even like I could have had a lot more fun. Even with even if I was still dating him, I could have done it right. I had this weird heart thing in college where. I had this arrhythmia. It was the whole doctor process having to get monitored and drinking affected it a lot. So I didn't really drink at all in college, which is a very different experience than most of my friends. Right. Um, my friends in college did a lot of drugs, drank a lot. 
Um, so there was also times when I didn't necessarily want to go out with them because I didn't want to act as the caretaker, which would have inevitably happened, that unfortunately. Was me, designated driver. Yeah. So while I wasn't driving, I was on occasion literally picking up my roommate and carrying her back to our apartment. And it was funny and she was really funny and apologetic, but like Come it just on. wasn't it just wasn't what I wanted all the time. So I felt like they would often go out and I would want to stay in. Senior year, it was a lot more fun. The heart thing kind of subsided. I just kind of got over and was like, I'll just smoke some weed and be chill and we'll go out. I, we saw a lot of movies and did like more chill things because we were all kind of just over College it. life. Yeah. You gave yeah. that up. College life. Yeah. And then, yeah. So we get back together. Who comes to New York first? I'm coming here for grad school. So that's already set. So okay. I come for grad school. He is an investment banker. So we already knew like. I'd say by when we were broken up, we probably both already knew we were going to be going to New York anyway. Okay. Um, that's where it made sense for him to be, and that's where I wanted to go to school. Um, so we we start talking again in July. He was the one who initiated it. I don't remember how the conversations went. I know there was some, like, I should have never done that. Apologies to me. Mm-hmm. I was apprehensive i think uh, randomly i'll get on facebook like a notification like of a photo of us and then i'll look back at our facebook messenger conversations and like i I, you'll look back and it's a lot of like him trying to get me to come back together and me being hesitant but also like obviously i know i was going to but i was trying to pretend like i wasn't going to to make him like feel bad um when was the last time you saw those messages recently because i woke up one morning saturday morning to a facebook message that was sent to me at 3 a.m from him saying hey we should catch up the same day i did post a bikini picture on instagram (laughs) so i don't know i did respond in the morning just saying facebook messenger hilarious choice and that was that what did you scroll all the way up to like 2012 no, 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 no. 2017 was when we broke up. So the mess, the message right before that one that he sent was from 2017. Wow. Yeah, it was funny. Um, but yeah, so you guys are completely two different people now, right? Completely, and I do want to catch up with him. So he lives in Miami now, actually. Oh, Florida. Yep, one of yours. I don't know what he. I think probably some sort of banking still. Um, but if he does come to New York, I do want to see him, and you I want to like see him. Be, do you want is the is it this nostalgia that he knows you from a point of your life? That no, it's I want to look really, really hot, and him to think that I'm interested in getting back together, hooking up, and me being you're crazy. Obviously, I'm not interested in that. So you like having the last the last laugh? Yeah, you're that type of person. No, not not in any other but situation. For him, for him yeah. Because I I like think, I think it would be really funny, and I just want him to. I, I truthfully a lot of it is that I actually want to catch up because we were close friends but I'll, the other half is that I do want to see what his intentions are with but isn't the it crazy though when you are friends then when you break up you're not friends anymore it's crazy he was my best friend not anymore and not anymore it's like nah F that we're done yeah no but friend. we did get back together this part is really boring we were back together for another year but he was the doing the banking thing and I barely saw him. I was miserable. It was my first year of grad school when I was working here. It was hard. Yeah. Yes. Um, really, really hard. Because we were in that, that loner. That, that gross. Loner. I loved it. It was right near my house. Oh, well, that's convenient. But there was like, it, it just was not. It felt, I didn't have my own space. 
so I was like doing sessions which have to be confidential in a hallway which is not just like was not chill um but I learned a lot a lot a lot and I left that school year being really thankful and also feeling like I really missed the kids which at my second year placement for grad school I didn't feel which is why I ended up coming back here so what did you study in undergrad Undergrad, I studied psychology with a minor in applied developmental psych, which is a whole like year-long program where you work at the infant centers on school. So it's all developmental psych. And then grad school, you studied social work. Social work. Yeah. So, as you, isn't it crazy? So okay, we're gonna we're gonna end the boyfriend story. Yes, it keeps going. No, it actually is very interesting. No, it you know because now we know that you guys okay. Well, I'll 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 leave you on this. Is that when we dated for the extra year i was miserable he was miserable because of work and then also like no time for each other so if we did have a free day we felt obligated to see each other which meant we weren't seeing other people that we wanted to be seeing so kind of hectic but he did break up with me again because i wasn't going to do it even though i felt all those feelings over text what do you say text five five years of dating he did ended over what do you say over text I think pretty similar to the first, con- like, you know, I'm we're out. so did young. He, say I'm out? he did not say I'm out. He was like, we're so young, and this is like, it's been so serious. Like, I feel like the next step, because we've been dating for so long, would probably be like something serious, and I'm not ready for that. And neither was I. Um, I was, what, 22, 23? Like, I wasn't ready for anything serious, but I guess he thought that the next steps would have to be that logically, which is ridiculous, and that's not how things work anymore. What about you? Is- about you why are you so scared of confrontation why don't you like it i just i cry i can't help but cry if anyone confronts you you'll start crying i go to the doctor and she asks, like oh how are you i start crying even if absolutely nothing's wrong and that's happened throughout life yeah i think i'm just an emotional wreck i'm i'm really anxious depressed not not as not so bad but yeah i don't know i just can't what was the happiest time of your life ever being at the beach club so like every summer growing up because you had nothing you weren't worried about wasn't worried about anything i mean i was still worried about things always worried about things but sometimes i wonder like i i don't have a lot of childhood memories like i can't remember a lot and sometimes i wonder if something happened to me and that's what made me so messed up you think the medicine made you forget the memory no because the medicine didn't start until college didn't the no childhood memories at all I have some, like I have some I remember, but I think it's more so I remember it because like people telling me these things happened. Like, oh, remember when we did that? And be like, oh yeah, but I don't know if I really remember it. Well, if you've grown up with a cell phone, you probably had videos from like 2010, 2000. I don't like having being on video or camera or picture, so this is kind of even this is scary for me. I don't I don't like talking about myself. I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed that, but you love you love listening about others. Exactly, which is why I'm a therapist. But even okay, so we so we go. You we meet in two thousand and fifteen. No, two thousand sixteen. Sixteen. My first time moving to New York City. Yeah. And we just randomly bump into each other, and I was like, "Oh, who are you?" Yeah, I don't remember how we met. No, I remember because Samantha. I was like, I didn't know who she was. I thought she was somebody's mom. She, and she's so beautiful. And I was like, whose mom is this? Just sitting here, oh just wait, waiting. She's she the most oh, beautiful I'm person I know. I'm a. What does she goes? I'm a. I was like, oh, cool. And then this is my. Oh, that's what she introduced me to you. I was like, oh, cool. Intern. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, where do y'all work at? And they're like, in the hallway. And I was like, all right, <laughs> cool, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we did eventually get our own office when we moved in here, which was also kind of like a closet, no windows, but we made it our own. When did, did you go to the first holiday party? Were we at that one? 
We didn't go to the holiday. When we were interns, we weren't invited, I don't think. So what, so why did, why, so after you did your first internship. Yeah. Do you remember the people that you first met when you came here? Or was it just, maybe, a, I'll think I mean, I became really close with Sam and I love her still. I still see her. And then. No, I mean, like just people and like being a young woman working, being a young woman in the workforce. What is that like? Are you anxious? Are you scared? Or like I'm what? anxious only because the work I was doing was not something I was used to, and it was not with a population I was used to working with. So I was m- responding to child protective service calls, calling parents who are experiencing traumatic stress and all of these things, working with kids who have been abused sexually, physically, have incarcerated parents, have, yeah, it just was all new to me. And I, I felt, who am I, this, like, white privileged girl to Mm. be talking to these kids and their families and trying to help them so i think what i i've learned a lot about being transparent with the parents and i think that's what made me the most successful i didn't have any challenges with the parents which a lot of teachers here sometimes do when but when when did you gain that confidence did that happen within time or you say by the end of your internship you gained like okay i'm good at this i think I knew I was going to be good at it, honestly, which I hope other people think I am good at it. Sometimes I really feel defeated because it's really hard work and the results are sometimes not visible at all. I've I've had to come to the conclusion that I cannot, I mean, I cannot change their home lives. I cannot change any of their circumstances, but I can be a consistent uh, person of support for them, which to them is something that for a lot of them is missing. So I think that is a win that I have to celebrate. And I, the kids respond well to me and they seem to like me um, and their families as well. But it, it, it's really hard and to, but you stopped though. So after you stopped, you went, you I went didn't, to I stopped here only you stopped because here, but when you went, people don't know where here is, but she stopped at, we just, we, where we, we work yet. Yeah. So I stopped my first year. I was here. My second year, you were required to go to a different place for your internship. So I was at a public school in Chinatown, which I worked with one of my close friends from grad school. It was great. It was easy, which I feel like should not be the word to describe your work sometimes. I think that's it doesn't feel like work. So Um, your first internship was where the challenge was. Yes. And you enjoy the challenge. I at the time, I know I would go home and cry a lot. I would call my mom being like, I cannot do this. I would be tasked you oftentimes nearly every time I was here the last like three hours of the day working with one of our students, a student who was in your class and he would try to run out of the building and he'd throw his shoes off and it was challenging and it was new, but I eventually formed a really good relationship with him to this day. And I think that helped me grow. But in the moment I was like, I cannot do this. So going into my second year working at a school in Chinatown where the biggest challenge I was dealing with were students who were selectively mute, which is the opposite of the children here. Um, It felt like a breeze. It felt like meaningful work still, but I didn't leave my internship there feeling like, Oh gosh, like I hope they're doing okay, which is good because I'm glad to not worry about that. But I was still thinking about the kids here, wondering about them, hoping everything was okay, hoping that they were getting the support, which is why during my second year of grad school, which is my last year, that I reached back out to the school. And it was kind of a mutual reaching out, and they were well, hiring. How did, where did you get to that point where, like, I just got to reach back out? I think just when everyone was starting to apply for jobs. I wanted to graduate knowing where I was going to be, which was nice. I applied to other places, 
a lot of them who I mentored knew. you at your first internship when you were working who was that person here that when i worked here during yeah. my first year um i relied a lot on my co-intern samantha we relied a lot on each other she was a second year so she was graduating and already had a year of experience she's also a bit older than me has a lot more life experience very knowledgeable has a mom who's a social worker um but what made you think just like you know what i'm gonna go what made you say? Because you would always come back and visit. Yeah, and I love the kids. what was the, the point kids. when you're just like, hey, I think I want to come back here? And what, like, how was your interview process? Like, do you? Remember? I didn't have to interview. But that's good. That's it. A was lesson. good. So you're I came like, back. Hey. Shlomi met with me. Who's that? Let's she that is my supervisor from when I was an internship. She be she kind of rose the ranks in her role here, but at the time, she was. I think like the special ed coordinator before that she was the social worker here. So she had the license that I needed to supervise me. Okay. Um, I came back during my second year of grad school to speak to her and it was kind of like understood that they would send me an offer letter, but I hadn't heard anything. It would have been their first year of having two social workers. So we already had Aisha here who was the other social worker and it was new. So the, I guess they didn't really know what they were, their plans were. So I was kind of just waiting and waiting. So I felt I had to apply to other things. I couldn't not have a job. Um, but then eventually they offered me a job. It was easy. I graduated with a job, didn't work all summer and then started fresh whenever we started in August. And to the people don't know, she's saying using a lot of in-house words like here, oh. here, there, there, here is there. our school that we work here, at together. Here. So we, we work at a mutual place. Yes. We work at a mutual place. So you get your first year. Your first year you're starting. What is that like? What is that like? It is a lot. I am overwhelmed. I have my own office, which is great. I have the other social worker here, which is great. I have people I know like you. But you personally. But you personally. like do you, I feel like uh, diff different school systems are different because when you work with younger people, people your age, you deal with other stuff that young people like. When I work with a whole bunch of old people, I never dealt with anything because they're old and we would never talk about nothing. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. You're going home to your husband, everything else. You deal else, a lot cool. with complaining here. And you deal a lot with people bringing their own issues to the table and having it affect their work. You also deal a lot with people who make this their everything. But I wouldn't I wouldn't even say complaining. I would say that sometimes when you're the same age as somebody, yeah. it might seem like complaining, but it's just like you're peers. Peers talk like peers do. You know what I mean? No, there was a lot of complaining. Like, I'm not being supported. But do you think since you are in the position that you're in, you're open to hear complaints? Yes, fully. So like what and I enable it. I completely let them vent to me and want people to vent to me and feel open doing that. But then sometimes. But why do you do that? Why do you feel like? Why do you want to be the? Because I want to address other people's issues and not deal with my own. Isn't that crazy though? I mean, yeah. It's also how I've always been. But what happens when you're in the mirror? I cry. So you try to do you take on everyone else's problems so you don't address yes your own. But what's your own problem? That's what we've been getting at the whole time. What don't you like about Coco? Mo most things what don't you like you seem like a nice person like what don't you i don't like i think it's a lot of physical things like you know everyone people I you don't go like to the equinox every day after school no i don't most days I go to my bar class uh, <laughs> or carly and i go to pilates together on wednesdays but carly's another teacher here um but that's I sad saying like you don't like yourself i i know Why it is you sad you just don't i don't at all there are parts of myself. But isn't that crazy? I, you, I you're telling, you're telling other people that you need to love yourself and everything else, yeah, and then, but you don't like that yourself? I That's often say that I do not practice what I preach. 
Yeah, false yeah. prophets. That's what they called Kanye West, what J. Cole called them, false prophets. Cool. I'm like Kanye. <laughs> so nice of you to say. <laughs> Best compliment I've ever gotten. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's sad. What do you What do you need for What do you need to love yourself? Therapy, probably. I should go to that so they could teach me. Do you go to therapy? So I went to therapy all of middle school, elementary school, didn't uh, high school a little bit. Stopped in college because the m- mental health programs at colleges are often not where they should be. You're on a waiting list. It's a whole mess. Um, I also like felt fine in college because I was on medication, but then the medication kind of made things the worse. Medless. So. Yeah. So you're mad. Do you feel like, but that's the whole point of this podcast, being alone with your own thoughts. When you're alone with your own thoughts, that's your scariest When I'm alone with my own thoughts, I typically have to take a Xanax. Because that's what you're scared to be Because my mind is like running What is your mind on? What is it running on? Like, what are you thinking about? It's like, it's honestly stupid. Well, I'm often thinking about money and I'm thinking about, I live with my elderly grandmother right now. And I have since I've lived in New York. Um sometimes I'm worrying about her or like how to help her, which she doesn't want help and she doesn't need help. Although physically she, she needs some help. Um, but very independent. I worry about my family, even though there's nothing going on. I worry about my friends. I worry about boys. I worry about how I look. It's just, it's always, it's nonstop. Okay. Let's, let's, let's switch it up. Okay. If you worry about why you look, I would say since your Instagram is private. Yeah. Your Instagram, would I say, is provocative? I wouldn't say provocative. Occasionally, not it can provocative, be. but do do you like the way you look on Instagram? No. What's the point of posting those pictures if you don't like it? I don't have any but other you get stuff mag, to post. But you get mad compliments, mad comments. No, I don't. You do. I sent my boy over there. I say, <laughs> I say, <laughs> with the eye emojis. I say, I say, hey, check her out. Oh, yeah, where's she at? Hey. <laughs> That's He did do that, yes. Do you fish for compliments? Sometimes? Yeah, usually. I, I will post a photo like that, hoping that somebody's going to slide into the DMs. So you, my latest Instagram story, a few a few people came back from the woodworks, which is what I was hoping for. Do you think you're capable for. of loving someone? I I love everyone. I think I love people too much. I mean, but I'm saying like, like being in a relationship. In a relationship, since you don't love your, if you we could say you don't love a yourself. Ru- a RuPaul quote. Right. If you RuPaul says it. If you can't, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? What show is this? Dance RuPaul Queens? Drag Race. Oh, Drag Race. I'm what a big fan. Like Dance Queens. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> Yeah, um, you f- that's an accurate statement. I fully agree with it, and I think I work on it. What are you confident in? Like, what are you like? You're confident in your job. Sometimes, Did you say that? no. What are you confident in life? I'm a good. I'm a really good friend. I can agree to that. I'm a really good friend. I'm a great daughter. I think my mom sometimes would argue otherwise because I make her crazy. But I can um, say now, since me opening up more, <sighs> this is a big moment. I'm not going to give you that. Say, but it. <laughs> say it. I say she has been, because I think in the beginning it was just like, I was like, man, Coco's like a stalker. I was, <laughs> I was like, why Coco, would you I would say a stalker. I was like, Coco, like, no, like, why does she want to know everything? Until I realized. I'm so it's interested just, in people. I know. I'm interested in people, but sometimes I guess, like, for me, it's like when you're a stand up comic, it's just like people always want you to perform. Yeah. Of it's course. like that, but I'm just like, it's like what I do at work and what I do. I'm a. I wouldn't even say totally two different people, but it's more You're like. You're definitely not completely two different people. Yeah, I think everyone knows everything else, but sometimes like people question your work ethic because if you're out late at night, they're just like, "How do you get up? How do you do this? How do you do this?" Yeah, but and that's people you. just act you can weird. Do it. Yeah, people, people act do act weird. weird. I agree, especially here. People when do you that. do something interesting, like, "Oh my god, I want to see." I was just like, "Yeah, what do what do you?" I was like, "All right, cool, chill. We're at work. Let's be professional." I agree. I'm I'm big on separating work from 
personal life. I'm. But I think when yeah. you work with people that are your own age, it mixes. Oh, completely. So it completely mixes when you're just like as personal. I'm just like, all right, when I check out, I check out completely. Yeah, I like everyone here, but there are very, very, very few people here who I would choose to hang out with outside of work. But that's life in general. That's yeah, life but in I general. think there Co- are more. I think friends in general, and colleagues. But I think I would ha- like there are people who I would hang out with outside, but I'm just not. But I do want to keep it a little separate. So there's like. Yeah, you want to have your you want three people who I'm okay with that. But you don't want you don't want anyone to f- you want you want a separation. You want yeah. I want I believe in the art of being mysterious. I know you do. I believe, and that. you're good at it. I think that it, the more mysterious you are, the more interesting you are, and the more space people give you. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone, even if they do know me, don't know anything about me. I find that I do know you and I don't know anything about you. Like, uh, I'm s- I feel like I'm maybe even when you to. people follow me on Instagram, I like we still don't know what no. we still don't know what this world is like and everything. Yeah. else. and I feel like with your Instagram, you don't really post that much. I re- I have like 50 posts until I hung out with you and your friends. Yeah, you gotta meet. And my I was friends. like, okay, I get them. Yeah, these girls want to have fun. Yep, they like humor. Yeah, we love they like, comedy. They like comedy. Yep, they're Pete Davidson fans. Oh, he is so hot. Pete Davison. Yeah, if you're listening, you can meet him. It's not that hard to find him. Uh, apparently, I say that that's all what the you time. Say. It's not that hard to find him. I know. But I find it interesting. It's just like nobody likes to be alone with their own thoughts. But I love it. I love just sitting alone. Christmas, I was by myself. Should have just sitting up there. Well, I guess you liked it. You could have come I love with it. me. I was just. I, I think. No, I. I did. It was it Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I got my friend. But I, I think I had a whole bunch of shows during Christmas. But I like that time. It's just like me. I like chilling. Yeah, probably because I've been all over, and I know that wherever I go, I'll find someone. That's beautiful. And that's not anything. I, wherever we go, like even when we bump, I was bumping to somebody, somebody in the street in London. I just meet this black dude. And we're just talking for like fifty minutes. Like, Look, come on, man, let's hang out. Let's I don't go. Think that come to my to house. Me. And I was like, All right, shoot, let's go. Yeah, all right. And I was like, What if this guy takes me? But I was like, All right, whatever. No one's gonna take you. Somebody could. Yeah, cause I think it was so one cute. time some guy like cut my hand. Like when I was in Tokyo, I gave him a high five. They pull like a bottle capillary. I was like, this guy just stabbed me? Damn. You've lived a life. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I just know that sometimes I think some people are, you're like a person like me where people want to tell you things. Mm -hmm. And you accept the things. But sometimes I call it being uh, Switzerland. You remain neutral. I know. You've said that before. Switzerland. I remain neutral. I I think that's a powerful place to be. It's like, I understand your point. I understand your point. And you're good at that. Okay. I'm the opposite where I will play Switzerland and then I'll remain neutral because I ag- I agree with both people. Like I'll take both people's sides behind each other's back. <laughs> so I don't so I can avoid yeah. confrontation. Yeah, that's some one tree hill stuff. Yeah, it's called being a two faced bitch apparently. But I do it because I care about both people or everyone and I just want everyone to feel supported and happy. So I'll say to one person, Oh you're so right, I your feelings are valid and then I'll say to the other person, No, you're so right, your feelings are valid. And then I just try to stay out of it that way. You don't think you're egging up the whole situation on? Like, you guys are both right. No, because I always encourage, like, this is unnecessary. I'll, I'll, I'll invalidate their feelings, but I'll always encourage no more follow-through because whatever they're arguing about is usually not worth arguing about. Do you feel, since you don't like being alone, do you feel like you always have to find a group of people, whether it's three, whether it's two. Well, here's the thing. I like physically being alone. Like I love to be in my bed alone, watching TV, listening to podcasts, reading a book. Obviously I don't actually read books, but I, 
but I want to be in contact with people. So I could be in my bed alone, but, but I want to be texting someone. I'm texting Maggie and Jenny nonstop. My cousin Eli is my absolute best friend. I talk to him a thousand times a day. Um, and I want boys to be texting me because that's a little boost that feels good, even if I'm absolutely not interested in them. Um, so yeah. would you say you are a firm believer in leading men on? I don't lead them on because I will famously do stuff with them afterwards. But you're not interested in them at all. I'm interested in them because you know I think no people are interested, but I know it's not good. There's no longevity behind it at all. But that's not usually that's oftentimes not what I'm looking for. I think I'm now at the place where like I was in a long relationship for so long. And then like a year after that, I was seeing this guy for 10 months and then that didn't turn into anything, which I knew it wouldn't. It just kind of strung along. And now it's been a lot of guys in between who it's been a lot of nothing, but like fun, which is still fun and good do you believe in religion i'm not i grew up not religious mostly because my parents aren't and my parents are two different religions so we grew up kind of in a non-religious household what we do our religion is more so the value of family and love and empathy and compassion you those are celebrate like hanukkah we would light a menorah maybe sometimes growing up. We had a Christmas tree. My dad's side, we do Christmas Eve, like the Italian seven fish dinner. Mm -hmm. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat anything. But yes, um, but nothing in like, we, and we celebrate Easter, but we also randomly celebrate St. Patrick's Day and we celebrate Mardi Gras since I was a kid. Like, but none of that is within our religious. It's our, our religion and our family seem to be more so it's a cultural uh, things surrounding family like that's that's our values you would never do birthright i would do birthright why don't you do it you have to be what 26 now they upped it i think now you could be up to 32 so i would like to do it but i do also want to do it with people that what i know who has what friends have not done birthright you should do it no one in my town is jewish don't you don't have no one everyone here has done it you should do it. I met a lot of people. I didn't do birthright, but I just met people doing yeah. birthright and just chilling. I was like, I was oh snap. Everyone the, seems the so excited. The challenge about birthright for me is that it's but so regimented. But you meet people there. Yeah, no, it's true. I think the idea is great, and I think I could easily find people to do it with. My thing more so is that it's so regimented and so planned out, and I'm a person who needs to take a nap in the middle of the day because I'm mentally exhausted. Y'all get naps. You don't. It's a big party. No, you don't. I know. Everyone, when I kept meeting people, like, we've been partying. They for love it. We've been partying for a week and a half. I'm like, that's a lot, right? I know. I guess maybe I, I need to find an extended. I mean, we have extended times. We work in a school, so we have time to do Two it. Two months. Summertime. It's the best time when it's warm. Yeah. And I don't do a lot over summer except for some babysitting here and there. You can go explore. I could. Okay. We reached the point of the podcast where we call these the final, the final five. Ooh, that's a reminder. It. You can wear jeans tomorrow, just and a, a college t-shirt. College t-shirt. Don't you wish we could live in a world where people wouldn't be excited about Jean Fridays, Mr. Like Jared? Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my tweet. I deleted because I was afraid that I would. I'm funny on Twitter. You should follow me on Twitter. Everyone should follow me on Twitter. Okay, we'll have your Twitter handles and we'll follow. Okay, cool. these are the final five questions that we ask on. Uh, our one man, one tree in a hill. We kind of missed a couple questions, our last one, but we were having a... Okay, here we go. Final five questions. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, do you believe in God? No. Why not? Are you atheist? No. Hon honestly, I said no a little too quickly. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't... 
I don't think about it, which is interesting. I've never thought about religion and I've never thought about God and I've never thought about spirituality. And uh, sophomore year of high school, I got really into the idea of Buddhism and I would, my really hot sophomore year English teacher who had like sleeve tattoos and was really cool. All the girls loved him would pull me out of my other classes and we'd talk about Buddhism and I'd write all my papers on Buddhism and the four noble truths and the eightfold path and all this stuff. And I got, I thought it was so interesting. And then I just realized that it's not, I, I just was thinking it was cool. I don't necessarily know if that's what I believed in. Um, so I think I'm, I Have think you ever had small voices in your head and you thought this might be God? No, no. Telling, nothing. No. Every time you're doing something, you never heard any voices at all. Yeah, but that's my psychosis. Just mm. kidding. Maybe. Psychosis. Okay, yeah. next question. Yep. When's the last time you had a nightmare? <sighs> Probably this week. I frequently have nightmares. Nightmares like what? What's in the nightmare? Someone hurting um, you or? Sometimes that. I I have a lot of anxiety dreams, which is this all. This is just so sad. This is making me seem like such a sad person. Um like silly things like just missing deadlines and I think because a lot of my job requires things to be done in a timely way and like if something isn't like I worry that there are uh things that will affect other people that's Mm -hmm. much more much bigger than me so I find that I have dreams about that like oh crap I didn't send that email I really hope that this worked out but I'm pretty on top of my stuff sweating and stuff like constantly oh wow yeah okay question number two What's your biggest fear? This is question number three. No, no, no. They all tie in together. This one's... Oh, my biggest fear? What's your biggest fear? Not finding happiness. Happiness in the person or happiness like in life? Like a a full feeling of fulfillment and happiness. I think part of that is also not feeling like I made a difference. I I really want people to feel like I've helped them in some way. And sometimes I worry that like, especially with the kids that I work with, I think I could be a a support system to them, but then they go back into the class and still throw pencils at the teacher's eyes. And I'm like, Oh crap, nothing I'm doing is working, but they still keep coming back to me, which I think is nice. But yeah, it's hard. This leads into the next question. Let's hear. Uh, when's the last time you had a panic attack? Literally every single day of my life. But I keep them in, inside. So you're a worry bug? I am. I'm so worried all the time. But I'm still really cool. Do you believe in soulmates? I've also never really thought about that. I think, sure. I think it's a nice thing to think about. So your soulmate is out there. What would you like your soulmate? I don't, I can't really see myself. Tall? I can't really see myself getting married. I want to. I don't see anyone wanting to marry me. That's so I everybody have, out I there, I have uh, visions of myself single. being a single mom of two daughters that I've adopted. <laughs> I don't know why. She want to be a single mom with two kids. I want to be Leslie Mann, though. So she I guess I, I need my Judd Apatow. Yeah. Yeah. So Judd. Judd, if you're out there and you he have a, be a brother. There. He has brother. Well, if they're interested. Maybe you should be with a comic. Most comics will abandon you. Do you think I'd be good with a comic? Uh, Yeah. You're supportive. I'm you're supportive. You're around. Yeah. You're around. I'm very supportive as a partner. I could, I could. That's something I feel confident Most about myself. Most comedians need to have like a constant support system. Yeah. Were you loyal in your relationship? N- never once not. So yeah, comics need that. Yeah. And some comics are very tall. Oh my god, that's amazing. I think I just, I do. I send you like, oh, look at this one. He's tall. 
Yeah, you, oftentimes when you send me a guy, it's you always, you do the tall. I do want tall because I am tall. But my ex-boyfriend was shorter than me, so I guess it's not out. Probably Napoleon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some of that there. What do you think happens when you die? I think you are, I guess depending on what your method is, if you're planning to be buried or cremated, I think that is what you are. But I do, I'm, I'm open to the idea of thinking that your spirit can travel to other things or people or reborn. I'm open to the ideas and thoughts. I don't believe in a concrete heaven or hell. But I, I, I could get behind a, some sort of afterlife in a spiritual sense. Okay, last question. We do this all the time. Ready? Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it until you stop. Who are you? A daughter. Who are you? A social worker. Who are you? A friend. Who are you? Funny. Who are you? Fun. Who are you? Silly. Who are you? Kind. Who are you? A cousin. Who are you? A sister. At the end of the day, what would you have... If someone had to wrap up your story, what would you want people to say about Coco? I would want people to feel like I made some sort of impact on them and made them feel good and felt some empathy. I want everyone to feel like there's empathy out there, which is not usually how people feel. Well, Coco, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Mr. Waters. How did you feel? You're kind of nervous up top. I heard it. You were like... A little nervous. I know. I kind of wish we could go back and I could change some things. Down. But that's why you got to hear it. Yeah. Sometimes it's the first. It's your first podcast ever, right? First podcast ever. So and probably my only one. I know. Like after like tw- 10 minutes, start. you started like slowing down. Yeah. But yeah, most people get nervous until you realize like, it's just your life. Yeah. we t- But I don't talk about my life. I know. know. That's the best part. I know. I think that this Let's do this again, story, but I ask you questions. Uh, yeah, you got to start your own podcast to do that. I'm, uh, going <laughs> ju- I'm going to just for that, and then I'll end it. Your story will help someone else. There's probably someone out there, and this is a big world that probably feels just like you. It's probably oh God, I hope not. No, I'm serious. <laughs> a lot of people in this world probably feel just like you, That's and so you opening yourself up opens them up to be like, oh, I reach out. They'll probably reach out to you. So they'll reach out to yes, you. Yes, my Instagram is private, but it's only because I post some sometimes inappropriate pictures and no, I and don't want my kids artsy. finding it. You wrote artsy pictures. They're like more like art. They're, n- I think it's, I my uh, aesthetic is I like to post a little, sometimes a provocative photo, but the caption is funny. So it gets rid of that. A Drake lyric. No, never that. Not, no. So say your Instagram. What's your Instagram and Twitter? My Instagram is just Coco Faella, F-A-I-E-L-L-A. And so is my Twitter, I believe. Both private, both Instagram, I'm going to be honest, not necessarily worth following. Twitter, I could be funny on it sometimes. So Twitter. Yeah, follow so my Twitter. follow her on Twitter, follow her on Instagram. If you follow my Instagram, you might see it some some videos of Mr. Jared. Maybe. You'll see me. You'll see me up there. Yeah. And uh, you catch me later. You know how to find me. Uh, our Instagram is O-M-O-T-A-H. One man, Ooh. one tree, and a hill. Beautiful. Uh, we'll follow each other on Instagram, and we'll post. Uh, we'll just have a good time. We're going to follow Poco. We'll come back in like six months and see where I'll she is in life. I'll do round two. We'll do round two. Yeah. Well, thank you, madam. Thank you for having Bump me. Bump mics. All right, folks, we're out of here. Bye. Take it easy.